Welcome to the Steroids Podcast with your host, Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Steroids Podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand. Now, for the first time in bodybuilding history, you have someone with no corporate interests and no obligation to please anyone, not walking on eggshells to not offend. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the information, the whole information, the whole truth, not a full truth and a half-truth. Full truth. Ultimate Guide to Roids gives you the keys to the Lamborghini, gives you the information, and lets you decide what to do with it. It's a crime this information has been suppressed this long. Now let's get on with the podcast. All right, what's up? This is Dan, bodybuilder from Thailand. I'm in South America now. Just let you guys know. Most of you guys already know that, but yeah. You know, this past year, it was a crazy year, man. I was in I was in America for a little while. I was in uh, Poland. Then I was in Latvia. Then I flew to Thailand. And I was there for like five months. And then now I'm back here in... I'm, I'm here in South America now, in Latin America. Um, Thailand was a good trip. Um, but you know, some people ask, you know, where do you live when you're in Thailand? I I don't live in the tourist areas. So where I live is out where the rice farms are. Um, I go to Thailand to relax, to get away from the Western world, to get away, uh, from everything that has to do with that. So, you know, I don't go there and live in the tourist area or have some kind of party lifestyle over there. Like the, the, uh, you know, normal people that you see going there. I'm going where you don't, really see any other foreigners. I'm like the only one. And I hang out with Thai people and I live the Thai lifestyle. I eat all the crazy food, you know, that the Thai people eat. You know, I I hang out with the Thai guys. They're my buddies. And, you know, we eat organs and all kinds of super spicy stuff and, and, you know, weird stuff. And and you know what? This time I actually got a parasite and (laughs) I never got a parasite before. This was the first time. And, you know, that fucked me up pretty good that fucked me up pretty good and uh but but i'm getting over it now i'm feeling better so major plus there and you know it, i figure if i'm in all these tropical places all the time and shit you know eventually you're going to get some kind of crazy tropical diseases so you know i had some doctor's visits and everything to try to clear that up and uh feeling better now uh so it's been it's been a great year, you know, with being all around the world and in all these different places that I've been, you know, it really changes my perspective, guys, on what's going on with the world, because we especially the main thing is that we have this social instinct. And so, um, you know, wherever you are, you're going to be influenced um, by the by the people that are around you. But if you don't really like have a home culture or you don't have um uh, people who believe a certain thing or think a certain way or say that a certain lifestyle is the way that you should be. Um, uh, you know, if you're not around that and having that reinforced all the time, um, your mind uh, becomes open to other ways of, of living. And, you know, that's one of the things that, 
you know, people have asked me before or, or they've just commented before, like, oh, you, you seem to like be more about like, um, like the quality or the character of the person. And that's how you judge someone rather than like, you know, what kind of stuff they have, what kind of uh, appearance they have, you know, what kind of possessions they have, stuff like that. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't uh, measure a man uh, by his his bank account. I think that that's like insanity. Uh, the way that I measure a man is by uh, how much how much truth and how much warrior spirit and how much authenticity does this motherfucker have, you know? And so when I meet people, I'm analyzing them like that, you know? I'm, I'm looking in very deeply and examining their behavior and seeing, hey, is this the kind of guy who if I was in a war zone, I could trust this dude in a foxhole with my life, okay? And those are the kind of people that I want to have around me. I don't care what the, what the hell you look like. I don't care what the hell you have. I, I, don't, I don't care about your, your status or any of that stuff. The, the shit that I care about is, can I depend on you? Are you someone I can trust? Are you somebody who has a clean character, who has a strong conscience? Are you someone I can depend on? That's how I measure a man. And, you know, I probably didn't before I started traveling around. I probably didn't. But, you know, I probably thought more like, oh, well, you know, whatever our materialistic society says is, is you got to do that in order to, in order to be good or, or else you're a shit man and you should have a low self-esteem. And that's absolutely incorrect. Okay, so if you look at the, the stuff that's going on in the world right now, and you, you think everything's crazy, well, you know what? If you can find people who you can freaking depend on, and you can have, that's it. That is it. That is it, okay? You find people who you can depend on. Because all this other stuff, all this society stuff, it's just this fragile illusion that's been built up, and it can come crashing down around your head fast. And there is no other better explanation for the opposite of society than war. So war is the opposite of civilization. It's the opposite of society. Instead of doing good to your fellow man, you're doing the baddest thing to your fellow man. That's why war is completely satanic and war is completely evil. Okay? Uh, so when, when we... I'm not going to get into that. Okay. <laughs> but I am just going to get into the fact that, you know, if, if you a lot of a lot of guys, you know, especially this young generation, this young generation, you know, looking for, you know, I don't have any purpose in my life. And that's one of the things that's one of the reasons why they're drawn to bodybuilding. OK, because you know, mental illness is, is and uh, mood disorders uh, are a huge epidemic in bodybuilding. That's why I talk about this stuff. I know you guys need to hear it. And the thing is, is that if you are looking for direction and purpose in your life, there is only a few things that can give this to you, okay? One is building a business or making money, you know, honest work, okay? Honest work. Not cheating work. Not, not trying to cheat people and fuck people over in order to get gain yourself, okay? But honest work. That is one way you can gain satisfaction. Another way that you can, you can have, be satisfied with your life is building a family. Another way that you can be satisfied with your life is joining the military and having that band of brothers around you. And the other one is building up your body and exercising. 
that's pretty much it, guys. And and that that's pretty much it. As far as like what can you pursue that's going to make you feel satisfied with your life and going to make you feel good about yourself. If you're trying to if you're getting distracted with all this other shit, I mean, you can add other shit to your life, okay? Onto that base right there. Those four things that can be your base. You can add other things, activities, skills, etc. Okay? But if you don't have that base, you will feel completely directionless. Okay. So really, um, you know, you're being distracted by all this shit. You're being distracted by all this stuff out there that is, that is not important. And, and she said, think about this. Think about that. Think about this. This is what you need to be good. This is what you need to be a modern man. This is what you need to feel good about yourself in society. Um, and, 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 uh, you, you know, maybe, maybe you even need, uh, steroids, plastic surgery, you know, or you may feel like, oh, I'm not an alpha. So I, I want to be an alpha though. And so I'm going to take steroids to try and cover up the fact that I'm beta. And then, you know, I'm going to start acting like an alpha and having the appearance of an alpha. And I'm going to hope that I don't get in any situations where I become unmasked. All right. Y- you know, you don't want to be that. You, you don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that is completely 100% authentic. And you know what? You could be fucking completely have all, all of the, 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 you know, be completely open about everything about that you're doing in your life. Have everything that you're doing be fucking exposed. And you could be like, yeah, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but I'm trying. I'm trying to do my best. I'm, I'm trying to make the world a better place. And I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to do good things. You, you want it to be like that, right? And, and then, and then it's, so it's like you can be completely, <laughs> I don't mean this literally, but you can feel completely fucking naked, completely fucking exposed, and you won't feel like I have to run away. You, when you get completely exposed, if that happens or, or whatever, or if it did in some theoretical sense, you would be able to be like, okay, like this is who I am. You know, I've been exposed. I've been uncovered. You know, I have to laugh at myself a little bit. You know, some of the things that I'm doing are stupid. I'm making mistakes, but you know, be, being exposed like that doesn't, it doesn't, you know, just make me look like a complete piece of shit. That, that's what you want. Okay. And so when, when, you know, since bodybuilding and people that are into bodybuilding, it's, it's such a big thing that, you know, they're trying to, to cover up some kind of some kind of insecurity or something or some kind of problem. I'm telling you this for your benefit. All right? Let's get to the first question. Harley asks, "Hey Dan, maybe something that would be helpful in the podcast. I just tore my bicep. The tendon the tendon detached from the forearm. Is there a cycle that would help make a speedy recovery or at least keep my muscle mass on for the time being? Currently on 700 test, 250 trend, and they're both ananthe." Okay, so the first thing is that if you tear your tendon off, it needs to be reattached by a surgeon, okay? Because the tendon is what connects the muscle to the bone. So if, if your tendon is torn off, now your muscle no longer has anything to pull against because muscles pull against bones to move joints, okay? So that's the first thing that has to happen. And, you know, when you don't want to be like on a cycle... Uh, when, when you're doing something like, um, a surgery, you know, you, you, if you're going to be doing a surgery, you should be on TRT and your doctor should know 
that you're on TRT, okay? Uh, because when, when you're, especially if you're getting put, put under and stuff like that, uh, you, you're, you're dealing with your life here, okay? And, and they have to know what you're on, what medicines you're taking in case something goes wrong, in case something happens, okay? So for bodybuilders that are, you know, don't, don't go into any surgeries on cycles. You have to come off for the surgery, okay? That's the first thing. And then as far as like what will help your tendon recover, well, nothing speeds recovery from surgeries like human growth hormone, pharmaceutical grade, okay? And you know what? It's specifically with tendons is there is spot growth from injecting human growth hormone into tendons. There's research that shows that when you inject the tendon, the specific knee search is on, re, on, on knee tendons, and it shows that when you inject the tendon uh, with the human growth hormone, the actual tendon grows and has a faster great rate of growth than other parts of the body. But in general, with human growth hormone, okay, it has metabolic effects where it shifts nutrients so that nutrients are going more towards athletics and more towards muscles and being taken out of fat, okay? That's one thing it does as far as metabolism, and that's the way that it, and it also increases androgen receptors, so it makes the steroids work better. So th those are kind of the ways that it helps bodybuilding. But the main effect of growth hormone is on collagen tissue, okay? So skin, tendons, bone, those kinds of things are what are really being affected more directly by the action of human growth hormone. So as far as tendon growth, collagen growth, you're getting like a three times speed um, enhancement from taking systemic growth hormone, okay, um, on, on those things. And this is pretty, uh, pr pretty close to what you see with like professional athletes when they make miracle coveries where the doctor doesn't even know how he did it because he's so superhuman. It, you know, it's, it's like, oh, he, he recovered in one third of the time. That's pretty much, that's pretty typical. Okay. Uh, but uh, in addition to this, if the actual tendon that is hurt is injected with the growth hormone, and obviously you wouldn't do this when you got out of a surgery, right out of the surgery, when the tendon's still all fucking weak and shit, obviously you have to wait until it's strong enough to have a little tiny needle stuck into it. Okay. You don't do that the day you come out, but in, or if you have like a hurt tendon in general and it's not ripped or something like that, injecting the actual tendon makes spot growth in that tendon with human growth hormone. And the other thing is you're going to get a lot of stuff like all this stuff that people can, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, codes on and get and kickbacks on telling you to uh, uh, take all of this mystery substances that, you know, can be sold online, these peptides and shit and saying like, oh, this is the healing peptide. This is how you heal. You take this. And you know what? That's not what the pros are using, okay? You want to do everything with your bodybuilding as close to the way that the pros are doing it. You do not want to be just being a, a, a damn lab a damn lab rat, okay? You want to do it like the pros are doing it. You want to do it as closely as you can, okay? And they're not using that shit, okay? They're not using those peptides. They're using pharmaceutical-grade human growth hormone. If you want to, if you want to do some stuff, you know, that has no fucking long-term research behind it, you know, human growth hormone has long-term research behind it. What happens when people use it? Same thing with anabolic steroids, but these other substances, they do not have long-term research on it. You don't know 
what those things are going to do long term. Okay, you become the test subject when you take those, and you know what? The, you're taking things that are supposed to make you grow. They're supposed to make things grow. So, you know, what what's what's it going to grow? Well, hopefully, it only grows your muscles, right? Or hopefully, it only helps you get better from your surgery or your injury, right? But you don't know. You don't know because there are no long-term studies. So you have no idea what's going to happen, okay? And you're taking things that make things in your body grow. Does that sound like things could go horribly, catastrophically wrong? Think. Think before you do these things, okay? All right. If you want to keep muscle mass on, and, and you're, and so, you know, Harley was asking about, you know, his torn muscle, and he wants to keep muscle mass on. Well, you want nitrogen retention, okay? You want to have a positive nitrogen balance, or at least an equilibrium of nitrogen balance, because nitrogen is how we measure protein in the body, and protein leaving the body, the only storage facility for protein in the body is muscles. It's not stored anywhere else. Muscles, the actual fibers, not the pumped look of the muscles, but the actual fibers are made out of protein, which is nitrogen, okay? So if a person has a positive nitrogen balance, that means that they're accumulating protein nitrogen, which means that they're gaining muscle. If they have an equilibrium nitrogen balance, then that means that it's static. There's no muscle tissue being gained. There's no muscle tissue being lost. If they have a negative nitrogen balance, there's ni more nitrogen leaving the body than staying in the body. Well, that means that they're losing muscle tissue. That's the way it is. So you want to make sure that you do not have a negative nitrogen balance, okay? So the things that are going to help you the most with this is going to be something like testosterone and something like growth hormone, okay? Those are two major th uh, chemicals that reduce nitrogen excretion and promote nitrogen accumulation, okay? So if a guy was injured, and he, you know, was not being able to, to, to do a lot of exercise, but he wanted to prevent, uh, he wanted to stay in an equal or positive nitrogen balance in order to prevent muscle tissue from leaving his body. Because, yeah, okay, so we're going to say something around 500 milligrams of testosterone per week, but it could be 250 milligrams of testosterone per week, you know, something in that range, or, you know, the person could be a little bit higher, you know, it really depends on where they are and something like two IUs of human growth hormone per day, okay? That, that's really going to make, that's really it, okay? And if you have to add something else, if you have to add something else, you add something that really enhances nitrogen retention or makes nitrogen excretion like stop, okay? So the two hormones that really make nitrogen excretion stop are primabolin and trenbolone. And the one that really makes it enhanced, Anavar. okay? So that I gave you, uh, you know, quite a little list of options right there that are basically your main options. And the other thing is that, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna encourage this, but I just have to include it in here because it's a fact, is that insulin has a huge effect on positive nitrogen balance, okay? Um, it, 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 why? Because it opens up your cells. Anything that's in your bloodstream goes into the cells. Whatever energy is in your bloodstream goes into the cells. It leaves the blood and goes into the cells when you, when you take insulin, okay? Or when you have your natural insulin working, okay? So having a good insulin sensitivity and having a good insulin response to meals or if a person is an in insulin user, 
Those are all going to be things that are going to affect them staying in a positive nitrogen balance. All right. I mean, I think that was really comprehensive in the shortest time possible about, you know, how you cannot fall apart when you get injured and, you know, you can't weight lift and you don't want, you know, your fucking muscle tissue to just leave your body. Okay. Because the muscle tissue, as long as the actual tissue is there, it can be reanimated fast, fast. Once you get training again, and once you get eating again, and once you get on the roids again, okay, on the super subs again, the muscle can be reanimated extremely fast. We're talking one to three weeks, okay? And so this is the thing that you see with guys who have been on roids for a long time, and they're cruising, and it's, it's, like, it's like, okay, you know, he's on 250 test, 2IU growth hormone, or he's just on 250 test or something. And it's like, he looks, you know, like relatively normal, but like a big guy, he looks like like he has a lot of thickness but he doesn't look like you know like this like freak or something and then and then it's like three weeks later you're like what in the fuck this guy has transformed into a different person in front of my eyes every time he goes to the gym he looks different well that's because he went on cycle and his muscle was reanimated it went from hibernation mode to reanimation motherfucker all right next question is from anonymous Dan, the last couple episodes of the Steroids podcast were really good as always. I did have a question that maybe you could go over. How do these IFBB pros use so much gear and maintain good skin? My back acne has acted up and started to bother me. I never had acne, not even as a teen in high school. Impressive. It seems to be with the higher test, 700 milligrams plus a week, that usually starts the acne again. I've taken antibiotics for my skin and it did not seem to help much. The only thing that's been helping is dropping under 250 milligrams a week of test and it slowly gets better. Could it be estrogen issue? I almost never get high estrogen sides except for my acne. It could be a, a DHT or it could be an estrogen issue. Um, because you don't get... Um, a lot of estrogen side effects, which a lot of people don't know that the prostate being irritated is a major estrogen side effect. So it, it can be a DHT side effect too, but usually DHT only makes the prostate swell when it's mixed with high estrogen. Usually DHT alone with normal or low estrogen levels does not make the prostate swell. So that that's that's the thing is, is that, no, you know, if a lot of people are saying like, like, oh, you know, I don't have estrogen side effects, but you know, they're having trouble urinating or the stream is weak when they urinate or not a lot comes out when they urinate. Okay. Well, th that is a sign that you have a high estrogen. Okay. The prostate is so sensitive to hormones. It's absurd. Um, and, uh, so, so that, that's, that's really the thing is that you notice when you decrease the test that you, uh, you know, your acne gets better and you don't have high estrogen side. So I'm going to take you at your word and say you don't have high estrogen sides, but you're taking tests, and when you take it high, it's causing you to get acne, and when you take it low, it's resolving. That sounds, if it's true that you don't have high estrogen, then that sounds like you're very sensitive to DHT, okay? And, you know, that sucks, too, because, um, you, you know, as far as, you know, how the pros do it, you know, they're not taking all this, this uh, you know, shit that you guys are taking to to get all big and everything you know you, you know you ask like uh, what do pros use to get big uh well they use mega doses of testosterone mega doses of deca nandrolone they use mega doses of growth hormone they use insulin and they use a little bit of anadrol and d-ball and then we have all you amateurs out there okay thinking you're like this hot shit 
and you're using like all these fucking chemicals, like these huge, huge, random combinations of chemicals and research chemicals, things that have never been used long term, who guys in the golden era, who guys in the 80s, who guys in the 90s, and who guys in the 2010s and the 2000s, none of these guys were using, but you think that's necessary for you. You're an amateur bodybuilder and you're not even their size. You're so misdirected and so distracted by all this information that is available on the internet that you are just, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. You are doing it wrong. Okay. You guys are doing it wrong. Okay. The way you, if you want longevity, okay. If you want longevity and you want to be big, you cannot be doing these things that you are doing, doing everything the amateur way, doing everything the non-professional way, winging it, thinking and, and, and going to the gym, not getting strong, taking all these ridiculous cycles with, with, with high doses of trenbolone. And it's like, you can only bench two plates for three, pl for three reps or something like that. It's just so freaking crazy. It's so freaking crazy. And it, it drives me, it drives me insane because, because, uh, because people are actually like, defiant about this too and and like no i'm gonna do it my way bitch you, you know and, and it's like all right well you just do it your way then okay you you know you, you can do it your way all right and they're like they're like no testosterone okay they're, they're, i don't want to have high testosterone because high testosterone puts body fat on you okay well when you were a natural did you think that you know increasing your test levels was going to make you have a lot of body fat on you dude that is it's, it's like it's like the the your, your mind is so mixed up from having so much information that you've lost the ability to, to sift through what is the big important factors and what is the small not important factors that don't really matter. You don't need all this shit, okay? You don't need all this shit that is being advertised at you, okay? What you need if you, because, you know, you were saying, how do these pros take so much gear, okay? Well, they take a lot of testosterone and they take a lot of DECA, okay? And if you can't take testosterone, then you have to take a lot of DECA, okay? And if you can't take DECA, then you have to replace it with primobolin or equipoise, okay? And that's what you grow on, is if you're trying to become a pro, if you're trying to become a pro, forget all this garbage, forget all this shit that, that, you, that, you, that you, you think is required, okay? Because the natural non-toxic hormones, okay, testosterone doesn't put any fat on your body for one thing, it does put some water on the body, but you know what, you can, it, there's things like diuretics for daily use for blood pressure that take that water off the body, okay? So one of those would be hydrochlorothiazide, 25 milligrams, and another one would be a plerinone, 25 milligrams. And these are things that are that are very safe diuretics that excrete salt, so the antidote to them is salt, but they're meant for daily use, and you know, millions of people around the world take them every day for their blood pressure, okay? And they take a lot of water out of your skin, okay? So now that we have that settled there, you know, uh, the, you know, testosterone is the cheapest hormone. It's also the safest, most non-toxic hormone. It's a natural hormone that has no toxicity that does not mess you up. It doesn't put plaque in your arteries. It doesn't put plaque around your heart. Okay. It doesn't hurt your organs. It doesn't do all this shit that all this other stuff does. It doesn't make you go insane, make your, your brain get all fucked up and fuck up parts of your brain and, and, and all this shit, okay? It doesn't do that, okay? But you have been misdirected 
and confused by so much information that you're scared to use a lot of testosterone. And even though you're taking this cycle like, oh, you know, I'm taking 500 test, I'm taking uh, 525 trend, I'm taking uh, 100 anadrol, and uh, I'm taking Masteron, and I'm taking Equipoise, and uh, I'm taking all these SARMs, and uh, I'm taking these research chemicals too. And then you hear someone say like, oh, well, you need to take a thousand milligrams of testosterone in order to be a bodybuilder. And you go, what? A thousand milligrams of testosterone a week? Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Man, you have been so misdirected and so confused by all the shit that has come out at, at, at you that, that you, you're just, you're not living in reality anymore. You think, you th think someone's crazy for taking a thousand milligrams of a natural hormone that is non-toxic, that works really good for muscle building, and you're on all this, all the just God knows what kind of drug stack you are on, baby. <laughs> I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Doing what I do and having the job that, that I have. It's, it's like you're exposed to, to like what everybody is doing. And, and it, you know, you know, and it's, it's like, I try to be very, very nice. And I am very nice about it. When, when I, when I talk to people, you know, I don't, I don't try to force anything on anyone. I, I let people make their own decisions, but I do give them, you know, the right information, the, you know, the right way to do things. And, and, you know, then they have to make their own decisions for themselves about what they're going to do. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, reject the, uh, you know, knowledge that I have to give them. But, you know, guys, I have a lot of experience and, you know, I've actually been around the pros and, and you know, I've helped them with their shots and everything. And, and um, like, like, as in, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been there. I've watched them when they, when they took, when they took their steroids, you know, you know, we've been in the same room pre post workout, stuff like that, you know? So, so it, it, it's like, I've got a lot of experience and I only want to help you. I mean, I think you would know that from listening to the podcast right right now, uh, by, by now. You know, it's been so many episodes that I, I just want to help you. And, um, you, you know, it, it, it's but it's up to you. I, I'm not going to force anything on anyone. If you want to do things your way, if you want to do things, if you want to be the person who, you know, says... Oh, well, if I heard something a million times and it was the same thing, then it must be true. And if somebody else comes and says something and it makes sense, but it goes against what I've heard repeated like a parrot 10 billion times, then I just ignore the facts. And, you know, I, I just I just do, you know, if a lot of people are saying something, then it must be true. And I, I follow that. That's okay too, and I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make fun of you for it. I'm not gonna say I'm not, I'm not gonna say you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm still I'll still be here. I'll still be putting out, you know, the correct information. Um, when, and and you can come back anytime you're ready, and uh, you know, I'll still be giving the correct information out here. So, that's what it is with the pros, guys. If you're trying to put on size, and and you're trying to get big and strong. You know, it, it's it's testosterone, and 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 you, you know, it's Deca, and if you you can't use those, well then you have to alter them. Uh, you know, you have to play with the dosages or take one out or whatever, and you got to use Equipoise or Primabolin, okay? And 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 you play with those too, and then you know, of course, growth hormone is involved in being pro. Of course, insulin is involved with being pro, and 
you know, in order to break plateaus, what's used is principally D-ball and Anadrol, okay? So all this other stuff is the non-important stuff. You know, it's, it's, it, it, don't be distracted. Stay with the basics. The basics is what does it. Keep with the basics. A lot of you guys, another thing is, is that it's like, what should my routine be? And, and you don't know how to gain strength, okay? You're going to the gym, you're saying, I'm taking the steroids, I'm eating, but my, and I'm trying to lift heavy, but my strength doesn't go up. And it's like, well, you don't know training theory yet, you know? So I would recommend at that point going back to the very start, man, and, and going on Mark Ripto's starting strength program and doing that. And then doing, you know, a 5x5 five five program like MagCal 5x5. Five five. You need to learn training theory. Because w without that, with just, you know, going to the gym and being like, well, I'm exercising. Or I'm doing a split. I'm doing these exercises. You don't know how to increase your strength, okay? And then you're using steroids. And then the steroids are like ineffective. You're not having what the result happens with your cycle. I'm being serious right now. So, so that, that's like, these things are what I'm here for. These things, I'm, I'm here to help you with these things. I'm, I'm here to keep you focused on, on the basics and, and to know, and, and the advanced stuff, and, and to know, you know, what really works. Because I do know these things. I do know about training theory. And I do know about, you know, all this pharmacology and everything. And, and how this shit works. So, you know, really it's up to you, but I want what's best for you. So, so that, that's what I, that's what I have, have to say about that. Uh, I like seeing guys, um, succeed. I like seeing guys have a path in life and, 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 uh, and feeling like they have direction. And, uh, you know, I'm not jealous about it. It, when, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I don't want other people to not be as big as me. Or, or something like that, which a lot of bodybuilders have this problem. I, I want you to be bigger than me. I want you to be stronger than me. I want you to be bigger than me. If you're coming to me for help, you know, and, that, and that's your desire, that's what I want for you. And I'm going to help you do that. Okay? Um, so that, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. All right? And if you want help with that, <laughs> you can do a phone, con phone call consultation with me or... You can, you can do the one-month daily text messaging, private daily text messaging with me, unlimited text, all right? And so you just, you know, you hit me up on uh, steroidspodcast at gmail.com, steroidspodcast at gmail.com, not steroidpodcast at gmail.com, steroidspodcast at gmail.com. All right, next question is from Nick. He says, evidence was a word co-opted by the academia-level religion of science. People in order to knowingly push for narratives. And people bought in. Now evidence can only mean an academic research paper, not what evidence means. I'm no anti-science tin hat. I read on average three studies a week from research engines. I try to stick to meta-analyses, which means like multiple studies uh, put together and then like s comparing the results of multiple studies. Um, or multi-university studies. I also avoid ones involving Harvard and Columbia specifically. They are a joke in terms of legitimate research that follows the scientific method. I agree 100%. The science is a starting point. These scientific studies and shit, it's a starting point. And then you have to go beyond that if you want success, okay? Uh, you know, science really is like, like you know, being... Uh, you know, propagandized as a religion, and and uh, <laughs> if you don't use your own, you know, God-given mind to analyze that and critical thinking, 
uh, to compare with your experiences or, or if you have the opportunity with the experiences of thousands of others, opportunities like I've had, um, that, then, then you're, you're going to get fucking stuck, man. It, because because this, this research, you, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it has vested interests. And the people that are doing the research are sponsored by someone who wants a certain result or they themselves want a certain result. And it's, it's just not stuff that's, you know, following the scientific method, but it's, you know, spat out there like a big sloppy shit. A big sloppy shit pitched off into the toilet. Your science. Zach asks, Hey man, quick question. If an athlete was going to use T-ball, which I would assume has to be done with a testosterone base, how would you hide the high test levels during drug testing? Okay, well, you know, oral steroids do work without a testosterone base, okay? But it just kind of sucks, okay? Especially if you're using ones without an estrogenic component. So like if you're using Masteron or Winstrol or Anavar without any kind of estrogen component, like things just get shitty. Okay, but, but that's not the case with D-Ball. You know, D-Ball alone is very effective without testosterone. It has an estrogenic component. D-Ball can also be metabolized by the 5-alpha reductase enzyme into DH, DHT, dihydromethandrostenolone which has potent effects uh, in the brain. And, and so you get a full spectrum hormonal replacement effect off of D-ball, but you don't get that off of something like Winstrol or Anavar or T-ball for that matter, okay? So yeah, you're gonna have better results. And, and the, so as far as like people that are like trying to avoid testing, well, you have to see what the clearance times are for, for, each, for each drug. And then, you know, the, you have to be off of the drug for the amount of time for the clearance it's not rocket science. It really is not rocket science. You know, if you're on testosterone propionate, for example, um, you got to wait four four days. In, you know, if you want it to be out of your system, you got to wait four days. But you know, more like five days, because if you wanted to be playing it safe, you, you know, and and a week if you really want to be playing it safe. Okay, but so see, you got to know because it really takes like three or four days for testosterone propionate to be like gone. Okay. And, and and then the other thing with uh, like Terinabol, Winstrol, Anavar, most of those are out of your system. The, the the metabolites that are tested for after three to four weeks, and so you know if you took any Anavar or or any T-ball, you know, before that happened, uh, before that time was up, you're you're going to test positive. Uh, you know, uh, so so you know, of course, there's masking agents and all this other bullshit. But, you know, for especially for athletics, you know, having the steroids in your system when you actually perform at the athletic event is more of a detriment rather than a plus, okay? Um, for athletics being on high doses of steroids or just steroids in general, it, it, it slows you down. It slows you down. You're not as quick. And um, you also get problems like pumps and, and shit like that. It's not helping you. So, uh, again, this is another thing. The way the pros do it is they use the anabolics in the off-season or in the training, and then they're not on them when they're in the competitions. They're not on the anabolics. They were on them training, but then when they're doing the actual performance, the performance is increased by not being on the anabolics anymore, and the actual competition 
it's they're not on the antibiotics even if they get popped for it and it's like oh well he had this drug in his system it was like well yeah three weeks ago but you know he he, he was being stupid and didn't know you know that he has to be off it for this amount of time in order to clear the test you, you, you know so that's mostly what you're seeing there all right next question from min this guy's from vietnam uh, excuse me, sir, I want to ask you something. I really want to be a professional bodybuilder, an IFBB pro to be exact. I'm from Vietnam. Currently, conditions only allow me to practice and become an amateur athlete. I want to go to Thailand and become your student. If you can help me, I promise to try my best. And after success, I'll give it back 10 times. I will do all my best. Awesome. That, you, you know what? I love it. I, I love it. I love hearing stuff like that. And uh, I have a special liking for for like asian people and asian culture in general so i, I really know this guy's coming from the heart very sincere um i looked I, he sent me some pictures i looked at his pictures and he's doing really good um and 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 you know what i can say is that if you want to get big and uh and and you want to be a pro bodybuilder that's your goal well then you got to focus on getting your strength levels up on main lifts okay so you got to have a big bench press you got to have a big barbell row. You got to have a big deadlift. You got to have a big squat. You got to be able to do a lot of pull-ups. You got to be able to do pull-ups with weight attached to your body, okay? Uh, you got to have a big, if you want big arms, you got to have a big freaking bicep curl. So like, bro, if you, if you want 20-inch arms or, or, or bigger, I mean, you, you should be curling two plates, you, you know? So, so 225 pounds, you, you know? So, so these are, these are the... Are the the big factors that if you want to be a professional bodybuilder, you've got to achieve these things. You've got to get these big numbers. And you know, I've said things before, like three, four, five, like three plate bench press for for reps. So, three hundred fifteen pounds bench bench press for reps. Four plate squat for reps. Four hundred pounds for reps. Five plate deadlift for reps. Five hundred pounds for reps. Those are like minimum strength requirements. Where before, if, if you want to be like a big dude who's bigger than most people and, and he can go to any gym in, you know, in the world and be one of the big guys at the gym and, and people respect, well, then you've got to have those lifts. And if you don't have those lifts yet and they seem like, well, I could never do that. Well, bro, that's your goal. <laughs> so, so, you know, figure out training theory or, or get, get on a training program that allows you to move towards that goal. So that you can do that. And then once you have that strength, you can start using that strength to do more volume, which is then going to build on the, the muscle mass, the, the size that you have. But that get, gaining that strength is going to be absolutely essential in order to become very big, bigger than other people. And um, it, it's, a, it's a deal breaker. It's a game. It's, a, it's the it's if you can't do that, you won't be able to get the size that you're looking for. You have to do that, okay? And then as far as uh, gaining weight is you can't be afraid of eating some junk food. So yes, of course, like, you know, you want to eat clean most of the time, but if you can't gain weight, then you have to eat junk food in order to help you gain weight. Um, and then as far as like, you know, since living in Vietnam, uh, prob probably not having, you know, probably more modest on the financial side of things, um, you know, as far as like what hormones you spend your money on, um, you know, it would be testosterone would, you know, a lot of testosterone and, um, spending your money on that. And, uh, you know, if you had a secondary thing, DECA, if DECA doesn't agree with you, 
you know, equipoise. Uh, that, that would pretty much be like, you know, hormones, training, diet advice for you, um, is, is moving those things forward. Okay. Thank you for the question, men. Okay. Drake asks, Hey Dan, read your book and it was very helpful. Ultimate guide to roids. That's my book. If you go to bodybuilderinthailand.com, you can buy ultimate guide to roids, which is the best book in bodybuilding history. It's full spectrum. It's not only about roids. It's about all. It's about diet training, roids. It's got everything in there. It's got all the real information. If you listen to this podcast and you like my podcast, you freaking have to have read Ultimate Guide to Roids because it's a pleasure to read. It's a 109-page ebook, and uh, you, you know when you, when you read it, you're going to be like sitting on the edge of your chair, enjoying your time. It's not going to be like, oh, this fucking book. You know, you're going to be like, oh, man, I remember that time when I was reading Ultimate Guide to Roids, and it was like when I read Harry Potter for the first time. I just couldn't take my eyes off of it <laughs> until it was finished. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. So if you want to get that, go to bodybuilderinthailand.com, and it's, it, it click on the first article on the homepage, and, you know, you can pick that up. It's less than 20 bucks. It's less than 20 bucks, man. It's less than half a vial of test to completely change your life in bodybuilding. You know, and I did it that way. People say, oh, you should be charging at least twice as much for your book. And I'd be like, yeah, but that's not what I wanted to do because I want people in every country, even third world countries, to be able to have the knowledge. I did that specifically. I don't want it to be unaccessible. I want people to be able to have it. I want everybody to be able to have the information because this to me, this whole thing that I'm doing, it's, it's not a thing of, of like, oh, well, I want to take as much as I can and then not and, and uh and, and screw everyone over and fuck everyone else. No, it's actually the exact opposite. I do not want to take as much as I can. I want to help everyone out. I want everybody to be feeling good. I want everybody to be doing good. And like I said before, if I was completely exposed, fucking made naked in front of the, um, in front of the community or whatever, I could just be like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I made, I've made some mistakes, but you know, I have nothing really to be ashamed of and, and, uh, and I can, I can laugh at myself or, or whatever. And, and, you know, nothing, nothing came out that, that was, that was like, you know, oh, he's a fake or something. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fake. I'm, I'm exactly, honestly, I'm exactly the way that you in real life that you guys know me on the podcast. There is no difference. Um, <laughs> this is me. Okay. This podcast is me. It's not just about bodybuilding. This is me and my personality that you are experiencing. <laughs> All right. So he found the book helpful. This will be my second cycle, and I love using testosterone, but I experienced estrogen problems last time. Been wanting to try Deca, but I'm worried about losing my sex drive. I'm going to stack with Anivar either way. You said test makes all the other steroids work better. True. I have access to Arimidex and Letrozole, but not eczemestane, which you prefer to use? What would be the best way to go about deciding? Okay, so the thing is, is that it's a game changer when you combine eczemestane and letrozole, okay? Because eczemestane is a suicidal aromatase inhibitor, which means it kills the aromatase enzyme and removes it to the body, from the body, okay? It binds it up, takes it out of the body, makes it not exist anymore. On the other hand, Letrozole and Arimidex just bind up to the enzyme and it doesn't get removed from the body. It stays in the body. And then after a certain amount of time, they unbind from the enzyme, the aromatase enzyme that transforms testosterone into estrogen. 
And then the, the, that enzyme is now back in the bloodstream and it's able to create estrogen out of testosterone again. So that's the difference between eczemestane and others. So letrozole has serious full spectrum coverage on estrogen in binding up the aromatase enzyme and getting rid of estrogen effects, okay? So like a single 2.5 milligram tablet of letrozole is more powerful than three milligrams or three normal full tablets of Arimidex, okay? And it's because Arimidex just cannot get the full spectrum estrogen coverage that letrozole does, okay? So letrozole is a serious game changer. And for guys that are high estrogen converters, you, you know, doing, doing this protocol that I'm talking about is it's the game changer. It allows you to gain control of your estrogen and not be always chasing it, okay? So what, what happens is, is you got to remove the aromatase enzyme from the body with the eczemestane, okay? And then whatever is remaining, you bind it up with letrozole, okay? So this is critical for you guys that are, that are big estrogen converters. You make, you make a lot of estrogen. It's like if you're on you know, more than 750 milligrams of test, it's like you're taking multiple AIs, per, you know, like multiple tablets of Arimidex or eczemestane or whatever per day. Or even if you are on letrozone, it's not completely covering it. What I'm telling you right now is going to change your life. Uh, it's, it's if you combine, you know, the eczemestane with the letrozole. So that, that you know, you, you, you would take a few eczemestanes per week, you know, three or four or something like that. And then you'd get the rest of the coverage out of using letrozole as needed, you know. So three, four, five even seven tablets of, of letrozole per week, okay? And, and that's how you would then be able to get control of your estrogen conversion, and you won't be held back anymore by being like, well, I can't use high testosterone dosages because of my estrogen conversion, and I'm constantly chasing it. This is the antidote to that problem. Okay, Adam asks, hey, man, about to throw Anivar into my cycle and wondering on cycle length, dosage timings, etc. It would be very great to, for the help, man. Cheers. Uh, yeah, Anivar is really good. It, so it really increases um, nitrogen retention protein synthesis. So it's really good with a high protein diet. And again, remember guys, basics. The accumulation of dietary proteins is the main mechanism of action of what steroids do. So if you're trying to optimize everything, you cannot be not putting dietary proteins in high amounts into your program because that's what the steroids act on in order to build the tissue. Not to build the pump, not to build the roundness, but to build the actual tissue that you take with you from cycle to cycle, okay? So if you're, if you're being a, a, a bitch and, and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I can't eat that much protein. What are you talking about? 400 grams of protein? You, what are you even taking steroids for? You're not willing to do what is necessary, okay? Yeah, you know, just, just what the hell are you doing? You're not even do it, giving it the, the, the raw ingredients that is necessary. Now, not everyone needs 400 grams of protein. You know, 300 grams of protein is acceptable for a bodybuilder. That's acceptable, okay? But, you know, 400 and even more, okay, even more will give better effects, okay? And, and, you, and you guys that, like, you, you know, you got money for all this stuff. You're on all these drugs. You're on all these research chemicals. You're on all this shit. And then when I say, like, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to eat a lot of protein, you know, 400 grams. And you go, what? How do you do that? Well, because I'm a man and I'm going to do what's necessary. 
okay? Like, like, oh, I can't do that. It's too, it's too gross. Like, I grow up. Uh, so, and and here's the thing too. If if you can't if you can't get a lot of uh, protein down, you know, you know, definitely supplements help. The other thing is white fish helps because white fish boiled has, uh, you, you know, it, it dissolves. You don't have to chew it, okay? So you put some Tabasco sauce on that. And I'm just going to tell you how bodybuilders eat. You know, one of my clients, he always posts this, uh, he always posts these photos on Instagram where he posts pictures of his food and, and he goes, his, his caption with it is, it's not rocket science. And, and, you know, what I always post on, I always post pictures of my meat on Instagram and, uh, you know, I say, uh, this is bodybuilding, you, you know, with, with the pictures of the meat, because this is bodybuilding, okay? That's what you do when you're a bodybuilder. You eat huge amounts of protein, you eat huge amounts of meat, you eat other stuff with the meat, okay? But it's like huge amounts of meat is what you eat. That's how you put on muscle tissue that you take with you from cycle to cycle, and you get bigger from cycle to cycle, and you become a beast, you become a freak, you know? Um that that's that's what it takes you know so it's like breakfast lunch dinner you know meals in between it's like each one it, it, it's like you know eating three quarters of a pound to a pound of meat at each meal it, it's, it's like that's not unusual for you that's not weird that's not something that like you're you're being this like total bitch like complaining about like oh that's too much meat i can't do it what are you crazy it, it, it like it just it, it's when i see this man it just drives me crazy drives me nuts hearing this stuff it, uh, especially with all the drugs everyone is taking it's just it's absolutely incredible <laughs> okay, okay uh so so it, like like seriously it's like it's like that that dude who, who one of these dudes i train you know he posts these pictures of of, of you know his meat meals and he says it's not rocket science and and i say you know this is bodybuilding or whatever and, and it's like well yeah yeah you know people aren't willing to do it and and so you you know you look at you look at everybody, and, and, and it's like, well, yeah, people aren't willing to do it, you know? You know, you look at the gym, and it's like, yeah, most people are on steroids when you go to the gym, and it's like, does most people, you know, have a three-plate bench for reps, have four-plate squats for reps, have five-plate deadlift for reps? And it's like, no. It's not, they're not willing to do it. They're not willing to do what's necessary. They're willing to take a bunch of drugs, and uh, that, that's not going to do it, you know? <laughs> they're willing to do what they want to do. But they're not willing to do what has to be done. All right, next question. But I didn't, I didn't answer his Anivar question, actually. So Anivar at like, you know, 20 milligrams per day, that's the floor dosage, and it does work. But the 40 to 80 milligrams per day on Anivar is like this sweet area where it really is good. And the cool thing about Anivar is it increases muscle fullness, too. You know, my favorite way to use Anivar is combined with Winstraw, like equal dosages, like 40-40 or something like that. Um, because it has like a fullness and a cuts effect to it, um, especially like right where the muscle separates. Um, it, it really freaky, you, you know, really like on roids looking effect, especially to the silhouette of the bodybuilder. And, you know, somewhere between like four to eight weeks is, is good. You know, for Anivar. So, and then the other thing is too, like you say, timings. And it's like, well, you, you, you know, what do, the, what do the steroids do? They aid in the accumulation of dietary proteins. So you want them peaking 
when the food is peaking, when the protein is peaking in your blood, okay? You want the ster oral steroids. You've got your long-acting injectable steroids that are like a flat line on a graph that are always in your system, always going, okay? And then when your energy levels in your blood from your food spike, that's also when you want the hormone levels to be also spiking at the same time. So that's when you put orals in. So orals are taken with food primarily. There's a couple orals that go really good with workouts, all right? And, you know, probably the principal one is Anadrol. And so usually, yeah, with Anadrol, you will take the whole dosage that you take per day, about one and a half to two hours pre-workout. And, you know, there's a, a couple others that could be considered like that. But really, Anadrol is like the one that has that is like that. Uh, because even, even with D-Ball, it's, it's like you take it with meals, okay? And, and, and that's just the general, this is the professional way, okay? You can do it your way or you can do it the professional way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know, I can, I can move on now. Okay. Um, Michael asks, can I get your thoughts on Anivar, Superdrol, Testosterone, and Nanthate stack looking to gain 10 pounds of lean mass while taking body fat percentage down? You have to be realistic here, man. So Superdrol definitely cuts fat while it adds uh, strength and muscle mass. There is, there's no question. Okay. But you're talking about 10 pounds of hamburger, man. That is a shit load. Of muscle, okay? Uh, so, you know, that's not realistic uh, to be thinking you're going to be getting rid of, you know, like noticeable body fat and then stacking 10 pounds of hamburger from the grocery store onto your body. Like, you know, so the thing is, is that the uh, nutrition requirements for gaining muscle is basically the opposite of the nutrition requirements for losing fat. And trying to combine these two goals, the people who are really trying, it's always a good thing to like strive for and shit, but the people who are like really trying to do that and like that's what they're trying to do all the time, usually not very successful at, at bodybuilding. You know, being able to make your body weight go up on a scale and being able to make your body weight go down on a scale is critical, critical to making steroids work. Okay, to making them work for you. It, it that knowing how to do that is so important. And and uh, you, you know, just you know, taking steroids, working out, and then not knowing how to do that, and kind of like having your weight stay the same and, and stuff, and and trying to get a lot of progress. I'm sorry, man, but you're going to be disappointed. That's just the way it is, because the the nu nutrition requirements um, are are basically opposite for gaining muscle and for losing fat. Um, and, and there is like a, a genetic elite, you know, uh, who, who are able to break those rules. And then, you know, you see them on social media or whatever, and, and they're like, well, this is how I do it. And then you think, well, well, I can do it like that too. And it's like, well, no, bro. Like, you know, before this guy even started taking steroids, you know, he had a six pack his whole life and, and he couldn't even get rid of it if he tried, you, you know, you know, and, and you didn't have that. And, and, now, and now you think you can go do his program. Like, like no way. No way. You got you to gotta do it the hard way. You weren't born like that. Okay. Next question. Um, okay. Um, then you, Jaya, says, hey, mate, just saw your video. How many gummy bears should we eat? Intra-workout. And what time during the workout should we do it? 
Okay. Well, the whole thing with like the pre intra post workout nutrition, this is the most important time for nutrition and bodybuilding. Okay. And, um, you know, I've, everybody that tries my protocol with the intra workout carbs is like, Oh my God, like it completely changed bodybuilding for me. You know, it's like discovering a new class of, of anabolics or new steroids that I never knew existed or something, you know, and they're getting this naturally from following my, my pre intra post protocol. Okay. So, so, and then the people who, who don't try it, you know, you know, they're like, what, what? <laughs> and, and, and being like, you're crazy. All that sugar. Well, okay, stop. It's not sugar. Okay. It's bioavailable carbohydrates in the form of sugars that are pre-digested so that you don't have to digest them. Okay. And then when you're in the workout, okay, when you're in the workout and you're pushing blood into the muscle, the time of the day when the muscle has more blood in it than any other fucking time in your life, okay? That, and then you're also sensitized because during the workout, you're more sensitized to the nutrients. Actually, it's after every muscle contraction, the, the, the moment the muscle contracts and uncontracts is the mo time when it's the most uh, sensitive. Um, you, you know, to taking up nutrients, okay? And then you're pushing the blood into it during that time, okay? And then the other thing about the carbohydrates or the people who are injecting insulin is that the carbohydrates that are totally bioavailable, like glucose or dextrose, makes a huge insulin response in your body, okay? So insulin is the hormone that takes whatever is in your bloodstream out of the bloodstream, pushes it into the muscle cells or pushes it into cells in general, okay? So... If you have a lot high insulin level and your blood is loaded with the nutrients that your muscle needs to grow and recover, and then you are pushing blood through a pump into the muscle and the blood is loaded, like I said, with these things, you are going to get insane. I'm talking insane results that you have never experienced in your life with whatever fucking type of uh, anabolic protocol you want to be using. Uh, you will never have experienced it like this once you do this protocol because now you're fucking optimized, okay? It changes the game. So what you do is, you, you know, you, you can go, you, you know, my, the video on this, or and it's a video on YouTube, it's a live video, and and, um, and, and then also it's, it's a podcast. It's called uh, Pre-Intra-Post-Workout Nutrition Ultimate Guide, okay? That, that's what it's called if you want to go look at it and, and you can go through the whole half an hour protocol. But, but basically, you, you know, the, the easiest way that I could sum it up would be that like you were taking like a little bit of whey protein, like 50 grams pre-workout um, and, and you were, um, you know, like 15 minutes pre-workout and you ate something like two to 400 calories of, of uh, Haribo gummy bears, which are made with glucose, not made with sugar. They're made with glucose syrup. So all of the carbohydrates contained in them are bioavailable to your muscles and for putting insulin out into the blood and not decreasing insulin sensitivity like fructose, which is half of a sucrose or table sugar molecule. Okay. And, uh, and uh, then, you know, during the workout, you know, having an intra workout carb drink. And this is when you can either put essential amino acids in it 
or you could, uh, you know, you can put creatine in it, whatever, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Okay. But the, the main thing is the inter-workout carb drink, which again has to be a completely muscle bioavailable carb. So it can be dextrose, it can be glucose, or it can be one of these things, you know, that these supplements co companies try to sell you, you know, for, you know, much higher prices. Um, and, and, you know, this amount should be somewhere between like 100 to 200 grams uh, of uh, carbohydrates, you, you know, and, and th these numbers totally depend on the size of the bodybuilder. If you're a small guy and, and you're not like a full-fledged bodybuilder yet, of course, you're going to be on the low side of the spectrum with this, like maybe 200 grams of, of, of or 200 calories of the gummy bears pre-workout and 25 to 50 milligrams of whey protein. And then during the workout, you know, you might have like 50 to 100 grams of, um, uh, of uh, inter-workout carbs, you know, um, but but if you're a big guy, you know, if you're a big dude and, and you're one of the dudes who's already goes to any gym and he's one of the big guys, okay, well, you're going to need more. And and so the, for those guys, that's what I'm talking about, about the guys like, well, yeah, you eat like 400 calories of the gummies, you know, 15 minutes before with the 50 grams of whey protein and then you get into the workout and, you know, you have somewhere between like 100 grams to 200 grams of more carbohydrates um, you, you know, pre-digested, you know, dextrose, glucose, and then the guys who are the most extreme, you know, they're also taking uh, pre-workout Humalog shot in order to make a pharmacological effect um, to this. And, 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 you know, the dosage on the Humalog is usually something like five IUs or something. And, um, and, and, you know, so, so then they're taking, you know, instead of their natural insulin response, you know, now they're taking uh, a pharmacological they're, they're making it pharmacological, which makes it very much more potent and more like a, a, a drug effect. But this is very potent without injecting insulin, okay? And a way, another way that you can make it even more potent is getting increased insulin sensitivity. So things like berberine, um, things like apple cider vinegar, uh, things like CLA, anything that increases insulin sensitivity will further um, enhance uh, this. All right, so that's the... Uh, you know what? One more, one more. Benjamin asks, got any advice on high blood pressure? Any way to bring it down without having to come off gear? Well, first, you know, you've got to take care of your blood pressure. I, this is one of the things that I neglected for about five years on steroids. And it's one of the reasons why I have slight plaque in my heart. Okay. And coronary artery. And this is very common among bodybuilders. Very common. How you get it checked is you go to the hospital and you take a cardiac calcium scoring scan. Sometimes it's also called a heart view scan. And they check how much, if any, plaque is in your heart. Okay, calcium plaques. And, um, uh, you, you know, high blood pressure, maintaining this for a long time is uh, one of the main risk factors for that happening. And if it's something that can be taken care of easily. Um, and you know, not a big deal by taking some kind of angiotensin receptor blocker or inhibitor, uh, enzyme inhibitor, uh, you know, so that can be something like lisinopril or it can be something better like telmisartan and cause telmisartan also has the added benefit of preventing and reversing left ventricular hypertrophy, which is also, if you've got an elevated heart rate. If you're on cycle all the time and your heart rate's always between 80 to 100 and almost everyone that I talk to, because I talk to people, remember? I'm talking to people on the phone. I'm doing phone consults. 
I'm doing the text message training with people, okay? And almost everyone that runs Tremblone cycles, their heart rate is between 80 to 110 beats per minute resting, okay? And if you do this and you maintain high blood pressure uh, and you have bad cholesterol levels, uh, you know, for long periods of time, everybody on steroids has bad cholesterol levels unless they're running testosterone only. You're going to get plaque in your heart, okay? You're going to get plaque in your heart. You're going to get plaque in your coronary artery. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a problem for you. And the other thing is that, you know, you're going to be risking um, having left ventricular hypertrophy, which is where the pumping chamber, the left ventricle of the heart grows in on itself, okay? Because the heart is a muscle. And when it's being under constant stress with high heart rate, high blood pressure, big body, okay, um, it's, it's going to grow, okay? And you're going to get left ventricular hypertrophy, which makes it so that your heart can't pump as, you know, not as much blood can come into the pumping chamber because it grew in on itself, the heart muscle. And then eventually, you know, it's, it's heart failure, uh, you know, being, and, and I've seen this happen with guys. I have seen it happen with, with people who are involved in bodybuilding, heart failure, um, because the left ventricular hypertrophy progress so much that they are not able to efficiently or enough pump enough blood from the pumping chamber uh, to the other chambers and, and out, you know, into the bloodstream. They lose, their heart has grown in on itself. It's disgusting and, and lost that ability. Okay. So you have certain medications that can be like an insurance policy against this, like telmisartan or an abivalol, um, that can prevent and reverse, uh, existing, um, uh, left ventricular hypertrophy, and they do that while lowering your blood pressure at the same time. So it was great talking to you guys today, um, and a very important episode. Very, and um, you know, I, I I I enjoy. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all you listeners. Um, most of you guys are, are fucking awesome guys, and uh, I love I love talking to you guys. Uh, I love helping you guys out with with your lives. You know, you guys are doing things. You guys have big goals. You guys are really trying your hardest. And when I see that kind of stuff, I see that kind of work ethic. It, it makes it makes me be like, yes, I want to get behind this guy. And, and, and I, I, you know, I, w- I want to see you do good. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, I am not someone who is jealous. And I'm not someone who doesn't want you to get bigger and better than me or something, <laughs> or something like that. Okay. I want you to do I want you to get on your goal and I want you to do your best and I want to see you fucking succeed, okay? So if you want to pick up my book, Ultimate Guide to Roids, 109-page ebook by Dan the Bodybuilder from Thailand, bodybuilderintailand.com. If you want to do phone call consult with me or you want to do text message training with me, steroidspodcast at gmail.com, okay? Or you can hit me up, Bodybuilder in Thailand on Instagram, but it's kind of hard to get a hold of me on Instagram because there's so many questions. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time.